And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... Mr. Stone Gossett. Fucking camera in the truck. everybody now welcome to live on four legs the definitive live pearl jam podcast and guess what if i don't sound like myself it's because i went to a fucking concert last night <laughs> <laughs> can you believe that shit uh, yeah how about that i'm feeling you're pretty good the, yeah you it was it was not it was not a dream it really happened it, it did and you know what like it was everything that my ex- expectations would have hoped for and um and probably beyond that too, because it, you know you have to think. Just like honestly, maybe in this era, maybe that they've been three years out of the game and not performing with each other. Maybe there it, there would be some sloppiness, and maybe like they'd come back and like really not know how to play certain songs. This set was pretty close to being a perfect set, even with a lot of the changes that we're going to talk about in just a second with a lot of those changes being made, like that was pretty good. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of conversation that could be brought up tonight and could be extended. Uh, And, you know, I'm sure we'll extend it once, you know, we see what happens at Ohana. Really, Ohana will be a better gauge because it feels like they're going to get a little bit more time at Ohana. Maybe, maybe not uh, like three hours, definitely not three hours, but if if they get two and a half at one of the encores, then, you know, maybe they right. can pull that off. But I, I feel like they, they might get like maybe 215 at the first encore, uh, the first Ohana weekend. So yeah, there's there's look, I, I can go in many different directions right now. And this could be just all over the place. Like, OK, we're frantic and where to start. I did a live stream on Facebook yesterday where it was basically just that. Yeah, well, I got a question before we get into the actual songs. Is oh yeah, I don't know. You know, you were there. Like, what was the atmosphere like before they went on? We could you like was was there like obviously there was excitement, but what do you remember from like right before they went on? What what was kind of the vibe of the the beach there? It was you know it, there was some tension and there was some like all right, come on guys, let's let's get going. But there was also like just pleasant relaxed and and everybody just trying to think positive and being like hey like we're excited for this and you know around us it was pretty good around us there were there were some people that it didn't feel like they were quite on top of their pearl jam game like they seemed okay but not 
you know, maybe not the big mega fans that you kind of expected to be around, which it's a festival. You kind of expect that all those different type of people are going to be there. But there were people to the left and people to the right and people behind people in front of me that, that were. And, you know, you can see and I'll bring somebody up uh, in this show who it was their first show. And she was maybe five foot tall and standing in front of people that were probably about six you know, six foot yeah. one. So, you know, she's going to come back because she's a good memory from this and like seeing her reactions to things. I was always going back to see how, how she was and to kind of get that positivity again and to get like, everything was brand new to her and everything felt really good to her. And, uh, you know, like that, that, that was the kind of thing that I was looking for from this show. Um, you know, I, 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 I initially had thought that, I was going to be around like a bunch of people that I knew and I was going to be looking for a lot of different emotional reactions. And I was around a, a ton of people that I knew. And, you know, I, I think, I think I got caught up in my own reactions is what I'm trying to say. That's I, understandable. I, yeah. I didn't expect myself to react the way that I did. I thought that I was going to be pretty collected that, you know, okay, like this is just a show. This is, you know, like this isn't really about me. It's kind of about the collective and about the community. But I, you know, I couldn't help it, man. Uh, there are some moments from this show where I, uh, I, I lose control and I, you know, have that realization, like where the fuck I am and knowing that it took so long to get to that point. Uh, there were multiple times where I could just say, shit, I've, this, there's nothing better than this right now. Well, I have to nothing. give, I have to give a shout out to my new best friend, Tom. Who uh, everybody's new best friend Tom? Who live streamed the whole fucking thing from the What's from the rail? Pussy cat. Yeah, that was that dude is a hero. Yeah, I, I think we had about twenty seven hundred people watching at some point. Um, and yeah, that that was that was clutch. So I got I got a chance to to kind of watch everything from a really good vantage point and kind of take some notes and everything. But yeah, I mean it. It I understand, man, because even watching it on my couch, like there were a couple points where it got to me a little bit. Yeah, uh, Tom, if you're listening, and uh, trust me, I'm 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 looking to get in touch with you. You are a future guest on this show because uh, look, your story obviously right now you you are the saint of of the Pearl Jam community, but uh, your story needs to be the one that's told, and I think everybody will be looking for it now, especially from what you did uh, for everybody that was dying to either get there because I knew so many people that were paying attention to that live stream that were supposed to go and didn't go. Yeah. And like for those people to get that and not just that, but like all the people that watched in Australia and uh, England and, and, you know, pick wherever on the map they were watching. And, you know, it, it was all because of him. There was nothing else going on. I tried to even uh, live stream the first three. So I was, I was going to live stream the first three gigaton songs. I was going to do that. And I was having a bad connection and just yeah. said, all right, you know, I'm just going to take the video. I don't want to take the chances. So, yeah, uh, very clutch. And unfortunately, Pearl Jam had it taken down. Um, but I, I think there are going to be ways where we'll be able to find it in the future. We hope so. You know, uh, just again, it's it, it's yeah, good least, to have these. Things. At least until we have an official bootleg. Right. You know, it's 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 good to have. Yeah, it'll it'll help everybody kind of rekindle with these memories because these, yeah. me you know, 
even the day after, like looking at the set list and kind of reading it over, there are still things that I'm like, when did he say that? Where did he say that? What, what happened here? And there's just so much because a lot of my memories from this weekend is going to be like my social interactions with everybody that I went with from, uh, and I have to shout out the, the crew that, that, that went with me. And it was, uh, it was Chris, our webmaster, and it was Dave Jantosh, who I rode with the whole way from livefootsteps.org. And, um, yes, if you're on live footsteps and you, and you were trying to follow along, uh, with the set, uh, he was having trouble with the gigaton songs and they were coming in kind of incorrectly. So there was a bug, he's fixing it and it should be done in time for Ohana in case he didn't catch that. And, uh, Dave Ruthman, who's uh part of Patreon and, uh, he was originally, originally Chris's friend, I want to say, but, uh, and is now all of our friends. So like, I, I'm glad I got to really meet everybody. And, and it was more than, than just those guys. It was, it was everyone, um, you know, just such a good atmosphere being in that car with them. And then like, especially the day before being at Shorestock with, with, with all that, like really good feeling out of that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave it to Pearl Jam for the most part in this show, but like this could be a good two hours. And and I even told the guys in the car, I said, you watch out on, on September 18th next year, we're doing an episode. (laughs) We're recapping the whole thing. (laughs) So, uh, and they were like, absolutely fine with us. Let's do it. Um, but you know, I, here's where I want to start. And I think you just start from just the surprise that right off the bat, Gigaton was so heavily influenced in this set that I think most of us and you and I included because we both made our predictions for the set, what the set list was going to be and we did and pretty good too. We didn't do bad at all, right? For 20 songs, what did you get? Yeah. 14, I got 13. Yeah. And a yeah. bunch of ones that I guess were were scratched off. Yeah. Yeah. So, so same. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's it really wasn't that bad, but uh, on, on both of our levels, we went very traditional. And we had even said kind of in passing, like, oh, it could be this, it could be this. And anywhere from, hey, they could open with a river cross to they could open with a dance of the clairvoyance. And that I think we got that idea right after maybe that live stream that happened, the 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 all in Washington live stream. Right. I think we kind of got that idea that, okay, Dance of the Clairvoyance is kind of an opener song, or they see it that way. And even when, when the song came out, you could tell that they they really liked it, and they really think it's something unique and something special. So I, I can see this becoming a thing throughout the next the next tour and the next years that this is going to be an opener. Because like we've talked about, like it doesn't really fit anywhere else in a set. Yeah, you know, I, I, think, it, I think it can over time. I think you can kind of maybe even find a spot in the encore for it. Maybe you'll be able to find a spot, you know, later in a main set, maybe even to close a main set if it really gains that much steam at some point. But I think I agree with you. I think that this is the close, this is the opener uh, from here on out. And, and, you know, kind of like how on lightning bolt tour, they did sort of the, the, um, the, the opening three trio with pendulum being that opener. I think the opening three trio here being all three gigaton is kind of like that, but switching it to being all just 100% gigaton centric. And the, this is so great. I mean, we, we can talk about, you know, how they, they could have gone heavy emotional, 
hard strategy yeah. and they didn't they went good vibes early yes new song i love that it's a festival like let's get everybody because like they they could have destroyed you guys they could have destroyed this crowd with the first three songs but and both of us we like yeah. i picked release to open you pick long road to open and we both were like oh it's gonna be tugging on our heartstrings and like you know there were some moments where you know they they, they did do that and there's there's one very surprising thing that didn't happen in this show that I thought was almost a lock guarantee that was going to, and then the outcome of it happened to be extremely surprising and and one of the best moments of the show. Uh, but like they didn't go to the well of like feeling sorry for themselves that they hadn't played in a long time. They were just like, let's let this be a positive environment. Let's let this be an energetic environment. Let's let's not try to make people cry because we're like. Yeah. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah. So why don't we make them cry while feeling happy instead of like having all these emotions running back to them? And, and you know, I look, I, I think it kind of took me until like the second chorus of Dance with Clairvoyance to be like, oh, wow, like I'm singing these lyrics and Ed is singing them at the same time. The numbers keep falling on the calendar. I was like, what? I'm wow. It it was pretty surreal. It was pretty yeah, surreal. Is, I mean, what what a way to come out and just make a statement like, mm -hmm. and you could tell, you could tell too. They and that's this is the thing that maybe is the biggest takeaway for me is they love these new songs. Like they really do. There was a big yeah. difference in the Gigaton songs versus the older stuff, and they killed some of the older stuff. And we'll talk about that too. But you could tell with the Gigaton songs, there was like an extra little. Like they were, Ed especially was into it. He was dancing around. He was emoting, getting into it. Like during Quick Escape, Jeff and Mike just kind of vibing together. Like we talked about so many times, it was so good to see. Just they, you could you could just tell there was like an energy to it. They they just love these songs, and they they're you could tell there was just a relief that they were able to finally play them for people. It that was such a a big thing for me and they, these first three like just perfect like all better than the album versions i thought yeah i agree i think the one on well i thought quick escape was the best but i thought seven o'clock out of the everything in the, on the night was just the not the most surprising but like the most satisfying i would say because yeah. there was there was part of me that said you know what they're done they'll never play this song because it, it is essentially about nothing but trump but it's about so much more and they kind of turned it into a way where like when they said um and we had sitting bullshit as our our former president and it was kind of saying that he basically destroyed all of what was left in our wake and we're still dealing with the remnants and i didn't think of that aspect before and just the, that little line change kind of puts that into perspective that like all this shit that he did. And, and I had been thinking about this song a little bit over the last week and sort of like, um, you know, some of the lines like talking to his mirror, what does he say? What does he say back? Wake up in the morning. Uh, something about like the, in, at seven o'clock in the morning, it was like Trump's main tweeting time because the news, the morning news was on. And I always thought that that had kind of a correlation to, uh, the song and and what was happening in the world and 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 in America especially and I think that might have been the catalyst for it but um 
I thought that they were going to dump it and say this isn't relevant anymore, but they made it feel that way just with a couple little changes. And maybe it was just something that I saw, and yeah. and that's it. But it was a fantastic performance. I think the most surprising thing is that these three songs, while like all in a row, they all kind of felt like their own moment. And I want to compare that to, you know, when you get the top songs like you usually get. Think of like going and out of release and going into like Mind Your Manners, into Animal, into Hell Hell, into Severed Hand, and like just getting all these two to three minute songs that are just bam, 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 hit you back to back. And, and you know, by the fifth or sixth song, that's when you're ready to hit a song like Seven O'Clock. That happened third song in. Yeah. And it still felt as substantial as it would have if it were the sixth. Yeah. One, this one, two, three, I mean, it's, it's a different structure than we've, we've seen before, but that's the thing with these new songs. Like they don't, there's not a lot of like the, there's not a mind your manners on gigaton. Right. You know, we, they don't have that kind of song on that record. So yeah, they're, they're going to work these songs in and they're going to switch it up. And I think it, I think it worked really well. You know, we sometimes talk about some of these shows, these early, tour early album tour songs where the stuff is getting figured out and stuff changes but i i wouldn't be surprised if this sticks around like this i i thought it was a fantastic opening yeah i totally agree and uh, look let's not let's not bury a lead on quick escape here because quick yeah. escape was a barn burner I and i don't mike solo just burns that thing well around yes but however did you expect stone to have the first solo I didn't. I thought they yeah. they were both Mike yeah. solos. Yeah. I when Stones was soloing that, I'm like, holy shit! This is a a collaborative chops, project man. here. He's got the chops. Oh, I, I I've never doubted that for a second. We've seen it on Rockin' in the Free World, a lot of versions that we've done lately. But like to know that that song and how powerful it was, and thinking that oh well, because it's that powerful, it's got to be McCready, and then hearing that Stone had matched that intensity that we all thought was Mike, like that brought it, I think to a newfound respect for me, uh, sure. like unbelievable performance. Uh, and, you know, I kind of had this like envision and I never really said it aloud that like quick escape could be a very early song like that. And it just like after Dan Sinclair points, it kind of like got the, it, it got some positive vibes, but like quick escape really got people like, like headbanging and screaming and like that really kicked off a lot of people's heavy emotions into this. That was, that was really good. I, I just, I couldn't get enough of it. Loved, loved the first three, but man, I, I quick escape at seven o'clock were fantastic. Yeah. And then we get a, a really kind of heartfelt speech from Ed, the first of many on this night we, you know, we don't have to, to get super into it, but just hearing him kind of like bear his soul a little bit and like let you in and be like, Hey guys, like we weren't sure about this. We care about you guys. Like, but we're in this together. We're going to make it that, that really was a, a big moment too. I thought, and leading into the song that lets you know, you're at a Pearl Jam show, just a, just another really great transition. Yeah. And you know, like it's funny because even <laughs> I'm going to say the weirdest thing that I never thought I would say in my life, but um, before Corduroy, three songs that had never been played live before 
made me feel like I was at a Pearl Jam show. Yeah. yeah. I didn't need Corduroy, but Corduroy enhanced that fact. Of course. Of course it did. But, like, I I felt it. Like, these songs, like, while 7 O'Clock and Dance of the Clairvoyance, maybe they wouldn't have worked on on Vitalogy or Verses or, or 10, they are, like, Pearl Jam standard songs and ones that should go down at the end of the day in their catalog is being like close to top 50 songs, which is, you know, as good of a compliment as I can give them. If we can go back in, in two years and do deprogrammed again, I would love to see where these ones stand, especially that we, I think it might've been Patrick that said it. It might've been you, it might've been even me, but I think we all kind of had the thought of when these get played live, they will be accepted in such a different role. Yeah. Definitely. But but the point on Corduroy, kind of the way that they were performing it was paced out in more of a sense that it, it, it had sort of an older feel to it, that it was kind of like how you would hear it on Vitalogy, not the Corduroy of, of 2018, where it's like very just rip and fast and and no, you know, it's no stop, just go. And there's no like kind of like jackbeat that we would talk about in 1995, 1996. There was none of that. It was just like completely full on machine gun energy. This had that this had that pace back to it. And I'll, basically everything that wasn't gigaton too had that kind of pace. And I think that really defines what came out of the show. And that's, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see if that's a function of, you know, their just, the, you know, lack of, of, you know, playing together at this point, if that's a thing that like, Oh, this is the first show back in three years. So, so no. or if it's a function of them just getting older and we, we've talked about that too. Like these songs are going to slow down. I heard a rumor and I, I, I don't know where I heard it, but I know I had read or heard a rumor and I, I talked to so many Pearl Jam people that it doesn't at this point, like it could have been one of 500 people, but I heard somebody say that this was the game plan. This was always going to be the game plan yep. going into the Gigaton yep. tour. And I get it at this point, you know, like they could have look, think about the pacing that they would have had in 2018. And if they would have translated it over, how many songs do you think they would have gotten in this set list in this two hour time slot? Not probably not 20. Honestly, 20 for two hours is is really good. And I I think we take that for granted because we've seen three hours and we've seen 35 in three hours. Yeah. But 20 is better than most bands on their best day. And there was, you know, and you knew there was going to be a lot of talking and. Oh yeah. He, that was always going to happen. And, yeah, it's 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 fine. I didn't mind. Yeah, I, I I kind of accept this as being the future of Pearl Jam, even though there may be songs that never see the light of day again, or if they do, it's going to be very very rare now because these thirty song sets are going to be, if not in a, a relic and, of the past, far between. Yeah, it really may be for very 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 special occasions. So. Yeah, I, I I I like this direction that they're going in now. Though I think yeah. that this was the right move and the right way to do this type of thing. Well, after Quora, we get another big piece of news. We we find out that Josh Klinghoffer is now a touring member of Pearl Jam, helping out on vocals and guitar. 
Yeah, um, that's that's interesting, and uh, and that's cool, and I and I uh, I appreciate that they were able to kind of give the the you know the 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 kicked out Chili Pepper. Yeah, not his his fault at all that he was kicked out of the band. They just you know had an opportunity to bring Frashanti back on, and they yeah. did. But I, I um, that, that was one thing I I don't think I really thought about a lot, uh, and I didn't. I have a good vantage point of Josh. I maybe saw like two seconds of him because he was behind Jeff a lot of the time. I am not entirely sure what he added. To be honest with you, I, yeah, I, I think it's. I don't think he's. You know, he's not going to be a main part. It's just going to be no. like accentuating a chorus here and there, or doing a backup vocal here and there. You know, I don't. It's. I think it's just going to be kind of like accentuating little parts. He's not going to be an. Might not be in every song, kind of a thing. If you know, if they if they go into Lucan at some point, is he really needed on Lucan? Probably not. Well, I, I mean, if you look at Boom. I don't know how many times Boom was out for songs. And in the last couple of years, Boom had been primarily out on almost everything. Even I songs. I think I like, saw him pretty. I thought I saw him on almost everything. It, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't even know if I saw him on every Gigaton song hmm. or any Gigaton song, to, to hmm. be honest with you. I, I just, after like, they, they barely paid, you know, they didn't have any Boom centric stuff. I think he has yeah, yeah. A, a good part in Better Man, but there's no Crazy Mary or anything like that that he really shines on. Um, but yeah, like, you know, he's out there for Wishlist and, and some some of those kind of songs, but I I don't know how much it was. I really don't. Mm. Um, I And really at one moment, I think I, I looked over at him and I'm like, Poor Boom. I'm, I just gotta. I just gotta. I just gotta take yeah. a couple pictures of Boom because I, I. I just he he didn't really you know get a lot of love when Gigaton came out. Like he didn't get any. He he wasn't on the record. He wasn't doing any of that. And and that's a that's probably well, yeah, to that, his that's own not choosing. His role. He he's yeah, right. He's not. He's not a studio member. Right. Exactly. But you know, it, it just. I think it made people kind of forget that he is a part of this as much as, as the other guys are. So, yeah. but, um, look, present tense, I think was a really, really emotional moment for me. Hey, getting we, it. we said, we said that that was going to be a, a oh highlight song going forward. You know, oh that's my one God. That, that everyone's been talking about since the last dance. We knew it was going to get a featured spot and here it is. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I didn't need a lot of songs. Like I didn't like emotionally need too much. And there were three that I emotionally, I guess, you know, that I didn't, some that I didn't know that I needed. And this I did. I knew that I needed present tense because I, if I were to pick a song that defined my fandom in the, in the pandemic, it was, it would be this. And that was even for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. That was before Jordan. That was before. That was before a lot of things. So, uh, like, when, especially five songs in that early in the set, that's rare. Like, and and the way that they played it, too, like, felt very, like, methodical and kind of building to those big moments. And it was a wonderful performance. I haven't heard a performance like Present Tense like this in a long time. So, very happy to get that. Um... Never Destination was another, you know, obviously another, I, I was pretty impressed by it. Uh, you can yeah. tell yeah. 
that Ed was reading some lyrics. <laughs> yeah, we thought it this was, was going to be like a deep cut. We thought like, you know, yeah. oh, this would be might get played every once in a while, but it's not going to be, you know, not going to be one of the featured ones, but here right. it is. Yeah, and I look happy to have it, and yeah. I liked it, and it didn't stray too much off of what the album version was like, and and it was great, and even flow, and uh, of course the speech before even flow, I think that's that's getting yeah, discussed yeah. a little bit more. The calculus thing, uh, I great, and and even flow felt like a national treasure again in the way that. Like it didn't have the rush to it. It felt like you can groove. It felt like every every part was featured at some point. So I yeah, I was a big fan. And Mike had a really interesting solo in that. And when oh, you think about his knees. Yeah. When you think about the knees. when you think about the ten songs and the three ten songs that were played on this night and how the solos were approached. They were all approached kind of differently than they usually are. And I think we'll get to those when, when we get yeah. to them. But um, I, I will, I do want to address that. I was very disappointed finding out after the show that we did not get light years. Very disappointed. Um, yeah, that's tough. Didn't ruin it for me at all. But that was the one song that I said, if there was one that was a non gigaton song, that I would have wanted for my collectors, you know, just to 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 mm-hmm. put in the notebook, it would have been light years. Yeah, like, if, and, if you're if you're going to Ohana, you can probably count on that one. Right. I I would I would imagine. And and boy, I'd be cursing you to death because fuck, that one just keeps eluding me. And you'd have to like that would have been per I think maybe they were trying to do two kind of tributey songs back to back and they thought Okay, well, you know what? We're doing the uh, waiting on a friend tag after wishlist. We don't need light years because we're not doing something like that off light years. So maybe that that was the call to kind of yeah. scratch yeah. it off the spot and then put in something like State of Love and Trust that wasn't originally in the set and Small Town that wasn't originally in the set a little bit later. So yeah, I, the, I guess the it makes sense. That was listed on the set list. Odd Ibbles. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Audibles could be edibles too, but um, hey, you never know. You never know <laughs> from them. Uh, but like wish wish list though, like oh, that, that wish list. you know, going back to that point of just like bringing up Charlie Watts and then yeah. you know Norm Macdonald who passed away last week too. I don't think we realized like that Norm Macdonald and Ed, Ed had a friendship like that. You know, it seemed like they were they were really close, and Ed kind of talked about having to call your friends. And, you know, like, even when you haven't heard from people in a while, just call if you're thinking, you know, thinking about somebody, call them, you know, let them know you love them kind of deal. And uh, it felt like he he was really stung by by both of those those losses. And and look, you know, out of three years, they could have done a tribute to literally anybody and it would have made yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, but considering that those two happened within, you know, our, our the last couple of weeks, uh, that's uh yeah, that was pretty heavy. That was pretty how heavy about stuff. This? Like, Wishlist might be back. Like, how many times have we talked about, like, oh, it's just been kind of a throwaway filler you're, for the last 15 right. years. But this this tag, like, oh, like, finally, something tagged onto Wishlist again just elevated it so much for me. This was absolutely. great. I, I hope that Wishlist is back. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't have that, like, like the booming drum beat to it that Cameron just kind of almost was, like, trying to finish it before it even started. 
And I think some of those those later versions kind of felt a little bit rushed in that aspect. But yeah, even even they had that they had to stop and restart it didn't didn't ruin it for me. No, yeah, I, it was it was just obviously there's a concern in the crowd, and I didn't get to see what that concern was. So I I don't know. There was some speculation afterwards that somebody had fallen. We 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 saw a lot of people fall, uh, and mm. that wasn't even in the GA. That was that was afterwards. There were a lot of people that were in not in good good shape after the show, unfortunately. But that's not uh, that's not really an important topic, uh, unless you're thinking about going to Ohana uh, and bringing friends to Ohana that you think could be in that situation. Please make sure that you keep an eye on them and, and yourself. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I think, I think everything was good. I think they gave the thumbs up and, um, you know, they just obviously the one, the one time in all this that they're like, ah, well, we kind of fucked up and you know, it's our fault for stopping basically. But they, they brought it back in with, with that, uh, waiting on a friend and changing the lyric to wishing. I'm just wishing on a friend. Very, yeah. very good. Yeah. And I was doing that. Woo. I was doing I was doing some of that. I don't know if anybody <laughs> caught on to it, but I was trying. Uh, you liked Super Blood Wolf Moon. You, you this thought... is the big surprise for me because my least yeah. favorite song on the record, and it comes on, and I'm like, okay, so we'll see how this goes. But I liked it. It had a little bit of bite to it. Ed was totally into it, and I yeah, I, I thought it was kind of good. But it hit exactly what my expectation was going to be for it. Uh, you know, no, no less, no better. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a song that that definitely has a lot of participation live. When you know, after that mic solo, when they're kind of doing that breakdown, Ed was getting everybody to clap during it. Yeah, and everybody and was claps, really yeah. into that part. So yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, it could be but, like a do the evolution moment going forward. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? There, there's a lot of different directions you can take this one, and absolutely, and I would, I would love to see where what what happens to it. It's still probably not in my top half of favorite album, yeah. favorite songs on the album. There is one coming up that I will say that has gained extreme ground by them playing it live, and that'll be talked about in just a minute. I think the the next two are are pretty important to talk about: Red Mosquito and Daughter. Uh, Danny Clinch on Red Mosquito. It's it's like picking up where we left off. He did the same thing in Boston, right. Right. you know, and it was great. And obviously, Danny, it was great because we we actually saw Danny uh, come on stage with Jackson Pines earlier in the day at like what like two o'clock whenever they played, and he cool. came on played harmonica. They played a little like uh, like a blues kind of folky blues song that, and they kind of told a story about like why they were playing it and stuff. It was it was very very good. And Jackson Pines, uh, you know, got to see them on two different separate occasions this weekend, and one very emotional occasion seeing them at Shorestock and playing the songs of Karen High's uh, son who had passed away. They played his songs. They were great friends with uh, her son Ben uh, going back a ways and, and uh, they were beneficiaries of the project matters. And uh, that was a very emotional moment getting to see her family all just be just delighted and, and brought to tears during that moment it was, was amazing and a very emotional to watch. I just want to throw that out there because I thought it was important, but yeah, yeah. clinch clinch rocks with the best of them, you know, like just, Hey, it's, it's, away his, on it's the show. He gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah, sure. And honestly, I think the band wanted a minute on that too. So yeah. yeah. 
daughter though this was okay this was a surprise because i think that one of the guarantees that i might have said or i probably wrote in that prediction column was that if you're getting daughter you're getting an it's okay tag right well fuck am i wrong yeah yeah however this wasn't your you know generic wma like do a line and 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 jump out this was as close to the full song as we've gotten in a long freaking time. One of the best WMA tags I've ever heard. Right? Incredible. Just oh, blew me away. One of my f- yeah. One of my first like soapbox moments from this show that came off of those Fenway weekends way way back three years ago. And one of the first things that I wanted people to like recognize as one of my talking points was that I wanted WMA to go back to being a full song. And I, I said that almost every episode that we either talked about daughter or talked about WMA. And if they keep doing WMA like this, I don't have to ask anymore. I got my right. wish. Right. This Like it's having your cake and eating it too. Cause you're getting daughter and daughter sounds great. And the transition from daughter into WMA is, is, is perfect. The whole, you know, with the crowd responding to it too, and and everybody's good in that crowd. That's a even though it's a festival crowd, everybody knows that you you gotta do the whoa oh, oh and they were doing the whole thing, and then WMA like I, came out of nowhere. The Jesus greets me just lo- looks just like me. We were like, what the, f-? wow, blown away by it. Um, I think top three moment of the show. I think it has to be. Even yeah, we're I'm, I'm not going to do that now. I'm not going to spoil it, but no, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised when we when we get to this if it is right. Um, take the long way. What'd you think? Really good. Surprised that they played it. One hundred percent. Would have expected a retrograde here or whoever said even. But yeah, I mean it's it's just another thing. Like two old songs, then a, then a new song. Two old songs and a new song. Two old songs and a new song, and they they sprinkle another one in here. Take the long way. Very cool. My point on Take the Long Way that I made way back when the album came out was that it was going to be the Gigatons version of like a Get Right where, you know, they dabble a little bit. And look, there's still time. And Get Right had its moment where it sounded really good live, too. Like an evacuation. It's got so many moving parts to it. Sure. It's and I thought I thought it was like a flawless performance. Uh, considering those factors, yeah, very the, the drum beat really kicked in live when when that you know outside of the verse where that kind of kicks in that and those guitars get really heavy and then they kind of balances back and forth between that and the verse that sounded really really good. I was very impressed by that. I was very impressed with the vocals on that too. Um, and yeah, I uh, good live song. Good live song. Don't take it for granted because it's the eighth song on on a new album. That's for sure. I I, I guess I did that. I, I maybe I didn't care for the album version. Maybe I, maybe I thought that didn't care for the song because I didn't think it would be a good live song. But fuck, they've su- surprised me once before. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Well, fuck. I'll go to more shows next time and I'll shut my mouth. So yeah, loved it. Then oh, really? here we're yeah. getting to the we're getting to the big emotional moments here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Talk about this one. Elderly woman behind the counter in a small town and giving a fly back to back. I took video of elderly woman 
And, you know, right from the one, two, three, four to three, I was like sparked in my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm hearing this song live after singing it to Ben for two months. And, you know, it kind of being a song that he's reacted to. And, you know, I, I thought about that the whole entire time. I took the video, sent the video to my wife. And before the video even went through, I held the shift on the cap locks and said, oh, my God, they're playing Given a Fly back to fucking back. And that's the other song that I kind of have really, you know, that I, I've attributed to my son. And it's still weird to, to say my son. It's still weird. I'm I'm still <laughs> in that, like, phase of parenting here where, yeah, I, you yeah. know, first time I'm, I'm away from a kid for more than an hour or something like that. And, uh, and it feels like I've come back to a whole new child. But yeah, I think uh, my, my son was about uh, maybe a month old when I when I went to go see Pearl Jam in 2016, and mm-hmm. and Given to Fly was the one at that show that that just hit me like a ton of bricks. I have to go back and listen to the actual version of it because I feel like it was way more emotional than I even comprehended. I think I was just so in the moment that I wasn't oh, even was focusing where, on. Yeah, I almost lost it on my couch watching this because you yeah. you see Stone like thumping his chest as he mm-hmm. as they're playing along, and that just hit me like, oh man! Like we haven't really talked about Stone, but Stone is he was like joyous throughout this yes. whole show. There's no other way to say it. Right like, on Stone's oh, side, my, oh, saw my God. all of it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I think now thinking back and just kind of getting some muscle memory out of it, it does seem like Given a Fly had more of a kind of a grace to it instead of the the kind of, you know, like we said with the other songs, like no, none of this rush factor, none of this get through a song to get to the next. Like it's more of appreciate this song because there is beauty in this song. And I I think that the the ben, the biggest beneficiary of that was probably given a fly and and honestly probably porch too. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. we'll get to we can get to porch in, in a minute, but man was porch good. Um uh, but yeah, given given a fly and elderly woman being back to back and being the two so- songs that I've like been showing my son and singing to my son for the last couple months is yeah, that, that, uh, I don't, I don't know if things were created for me and made for me. And, and I wouldn't expect that two very, very common songs in Pearl Jam sets to be back to back would have anything to do with me, but it felt like it was meant for me. It really did. And I'm sure it was meant that, for that's many the, that's people. The, that's the power of those songs. Oh, man. absolutely. Absolutely. And look, you could have made anything into something like that and said, oh, that, that was for me that, you know, they did this and kind of find, figure out an equation for it. But that one was that one was easy to figure it out. I figured out the minute that we were getting given a fly that, oh, shit, this is this is my little section. Yeah. Uh, State of Love and Trust wasn't originally on the set list. It was in the audibles and they put that in for evolution. Um. 
and great. I, I think they, they got a little tossed up on it at the end and they kind of did the one uh, barrel shakes uh, and directly at my head. Like they, they went back to that line instead of holding out that listen. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's ring rust and you're always going to get a little bit of it, but, uh, you know, I think that's a, again, another beneficiary of playing a song that, you know, had such a, a fast, you know, just go, go, go attitude towards it and vibe. It was another that just bounced that you were able to yeah. have more of a groove to. I, I and you know, <laughs> This is funny. So I've said I said this on the podcast a couple of times. I don't bring it up too often. I bring it up whenever this song gets played at a show that I went to. But my thing with State of Love and Trust is I have something called State of Love and Trust Aerobics where I can't help but pogo to it. (laughs) So I was in sand and the whole show is is (laughs) in the sand trying to pogo. Bouncing to bouncing in front of the guy in front of me, bouncing into the guy in front of me, bouncing to Chris who was behind me, and trying to go left to right. I'm like, nope, can't do this. I need a seat for this one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not the place for that. No, no, it, the sand, the sand. While 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 a nice change of pace, um, it it, it uh, didn't help that I was wearing sneakers because. The day before, I had some sandal issues. The day before that, uh, I, I I I could not wear my sandals to that show, even though I was I was trying to plan to. But um, yeah, the, the sand was uh, was definitely if there was one enemy, it, it would be it would be that. But it was a nice change of pace rather than like concrete or you know mud or something like that. So, um, Better Man followed that, and Better Man opened. And and I mean we can get into a lot of this, but opened with a story about Bruce and how Bruce was pulled over after you know taking a shot at tequila and telling some stories to a few a few guys while he was riding on his motorcycle that when he stopped and you know the whole weekend I kind of said like there was a point where I had asked somebody hey have you been drinking and they said yeah I've had something I'm like I'll drive because New Jersey. Uh, liquor laws and and DUI laws are fucking awful. And I think the thing that I actually attribute to that too is if they if they booked Bruce, if they put if they put Bruce in the can, That's they'll right. do it to you too. That's right. Like there's nobody safe if Bruce isn't safe. And Ed made some amazing points that obviously you know uh, applaud him for it because it, they all should happen. You know, they yes, bring a police escort. Uh, to his house and then you know maybe bruce will tell you some stories at his house like there and maybe the guy that arrested him thought hey he can go back down to the precinct and give everybody autographs and pictures and stuff like that and he could just do that back at the precinct but that's you know that that wasn't the best way to go about it because it wasn't bad press for bruce it was bad press for you asshole and now you're the worst person in new jersey for doing it so (laughs) Um, yeah, Ed was in, uh, you know, he mentioned there's a lot of good banter and a lot of good speeches and a lot of heartfelt stuff, but he was, he was just picked back up where he left off in the full storyteller mode of the show. Oh, he was absolutely. Such, such a good mood. You could tell he was just so happy to be back on stage with that band. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's his element. What can yeah. you say? You know, talk, talk I, I think... night for Ed. Right. And I think that he probably had so much more to say and there will be a lot to say in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think the amount 
and the 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 topics that were brought up were perfect for the situations in which they were brought up. So yeah, of course the Bruce story is fantastic. And, and, and we will obviously talk about Bruce because there were a lot of rumors and uh, what I even kind of fell into that uh, a little bit of a trap that, okay. Yeah. If they're gonna uh, <laughs> sound check with a choir yeah. and do my city of ruins and do the Ryzen, like the Ryzen is, is, another Jersey anthem, you know, uh, if they're doing the rising, how can they not bring Bruce up? But I, I don't, I don't know whether that was just a thing where they're like, okay, let's try it. And maybe we'll do it just us. And maybe they had planned for Bruce to do it. And, uh, but uh, you know, here's the thing. I don't think I would have liked to see Bruce because then the show would have became, uh, Bruce plays with Pearl Jam and Bruce yeah. would have been the headliner. Bruce, Bruce at Asbury Park. Bruce does this, Bruce does that. And, and it, he did it with Pearl Jam and Pearl Jam was, and, and you know what? I actually saw one of the headlines about this show was that for, it said former Chili Pepper guitarist, Josh Klinghoffer joins Pearl Jam uh, full time. And I'm like, really? Like that's what you're taking away from the show and not like, okay, the first show that Pearl Jam has played in three years Fucking rock and roll hall of famers. Uh, I mean, one of the the best band for my money in the nineties. Yeah, people are just trying to get clicks. You can't. I, you can't. I understand that, that but yeah. look, I think there are enough clicks to be had to say like Pearl Jam put on a fucking performance for the ages. I, I'd click. I'd click that ten times just to get what that website more money. Yeah, you know, but it doesn't work that way. I get it. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. But how about how about that tag on Better Man? Okay, so I'm going to tell a little story that probably doesn't get told uh, because this comes from the Patty Smith set. So Patty Smith said that she was walking on the beach with uh, Lenny, uh, her guitarist, who's going to come back up in this show. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was very quiet on the beach early morning. And there was there was a little guy, a little guy just hanging out in the water. And we look out and we're like, oh, that's that's nice. A guy hanging out in the water, surfing, whatever he was doing. And that little guy happened to be Eddie. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that we saw she posted something. There's a picture of them. Mm-hmm. I together. saw that. that was posted. Yeah, very cool. And I think there's. I think one of the first things that Ed said this whole entire night was like, "We are just beyond the moon to be playing for Patty Smith." Yeah, and how much respect he has for her. Yeah, and you know, I felt it when when we were watching her. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're, you know, she put out one of the best albums of all time. Like she's a, uh, an absolute legend and a wonderful songwriter and somebody that needs to be, you know, she played, they played a Bob Dylan song in there and, and they played, uh, they actually played because the night too. And that led to it a a lot more Bruce rumors. Oh, well, if they're doing that, that means Bruce, that means Bruce. But you know, look, Bruce doesn't have to be everywhere. it, it, the show worked in it. And yeah, she was wasn't great. he just wasn't he just with John Cougar Mellencamp somewhere? Yeah, I there was don't that know picture that was. was going around. Yeah. yeah, I I have no idea. That yeah, look. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are in town for this or for whatever. But I, you know, it was it was nice. It was nice not to to have something override what the night was about. Right. It's just not. No, this wasn't the right time for that. Right. But Patty Smith did not play people. People had the power. People had the power was actually something that I had uh, predicted in my set list. 
And yeah. I don't know if I get half a point for it being a tag. I, I gave you a full point for that, man. Did you really? Oh yeah. Cool. That, that's, I'll take that's it. a good that's a good pull. Nice. And and it being the tag on Better Man when you expect the the you know the the tried and true save it for later like and yeah. and the call and response. Yeah. But the people at the pa- like I was able to, I I heard that guitar that dun, 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 dun. I heard that guitar and I I look back and I might have been that guy in the show that was just like yeah I I know everything as it's happening kind of deal and if I didn't I'm like whoa okay you got me on this but I I knew right when they hit that I'm like oh we're getting the people at the power tag. That was really, really freaking cool. Um, yeah, great moment. Uh, Better man, of course. You know, it's yeah. it's a staple. And like, but, I love that they. This was a greatest hit set, but they're still finding ways to mix it up. Like waiting yeah. on a friend, tagged onto wishlist. People have mm-hmm. the power mixed tagged onto Better Man. I Different don't know if that's things. ever happened before. Yeah, you're still getting some unique things. Like, yeah, just very, very well done. Right. Uh, I agree. It didn't feel like cookie cutter at all. Yeah. Maybe on paper it could look cookie cutter outside of the gigaton, but I, I didn't get I didn't get that idea. It was just it was just Pearl Jam at this point, and honestly, because everything because of the atmosphere and because of the environment and how they only had a specific time that they that they had to hit in two hours, they made it so. And I like that. The, and I probably said this before, and I can't remember now. Sorry, I, I'm I'm running off some fumes here. But I, I, I like that how they didn't try too hard to get everything in. They just they made everything speak for itself. Yeah, they just let it be what it was. Yeah. Absolutely. Porch was awesome. And how about that that tease of the of the rafter climb? Did did you think he was gonna go a little bit higher, get a little no, bit further up? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. However, do you remember a story that was told on this podcast a while back from uh, Johnny Firecloud that told this? Yeah. And he mentioned that he had took the best photo of his life of Ed on stage, and it was him like in mid smile, and it was perfect. I took I took a bunch of I just kept you know taking a run on of photos when he was holding that he was holding on to the rafter, and uh, I. I took the best photo of Ed that I've ever taken in my life. I don't know. You know, maybe I'll have a professional camera up there. I, I had mostly a po- Polaroid with me all weekend. If you were with yeah. me, you probably yeah. saw me with a Polaroid. Uh, but obviously it wasn't going to work in that atmosphere. It being, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, whenever it was. Uh, but I was able to get a fantastic picture of Ed. And you've probably seen it. It's gotten like it's gotten more retweets and likes on our our twitter than the see here now post uh about pearl jam saying yeah, like pearl like jam 400 headlined. 400 people agree with you or something uh, yeah right yeah. I, I feel vindicated in that and it got probably got us about 20 followers to 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 follow the podcast at too, least so. at least Oof. Uh, I was very happy with that. I was I was happy with a lot of the photos I, I yeah. took, and I that was one of the the packs that I made with myself at this show was I wanted to take more pictures and I wanted to to document my time there and to like you know remember those memories of being around people because I, I I feel like that's that that's very important and something that maybe doesn't get discussed enough even in shows that that like like even PJ twenty that we talked about like you know we talked a lot about set lists and and situations and stuff like that but you know i think 
having a lot of visual memories from this show will help keep those memories alive and uh seeing the next time I see uh and and look I think I think that this is going to be a constant foursome that that heads to these shows now uh Dave 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 and Chris and I I I I think that um there there are going to be a real lot of memories from Island Noodles to Wawa to uh I mean you name it anything that happened on on Friday uh, there's just a lot of stuff that, uh, yeah, that 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 will go down as as being very cherished friends. I, like I'm, nice. I'm, I'm very, I'm very fortunate to have solidified a lot of good friendships on this weekend. Uh, you know, what? You know I'm, I'm looking at this set list, and this hadn't occurred to me before. But I have no friends on the set list, by the way. Just, just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. They feel um, like friends. It, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to. We're, we're, you and I are going to get to a show together at some point next year yeah. hopefully um i'm looking at this set list and this hadn't occurred to me look at this two songs from 10 two songs from verses two songs from vitalogy two songs from no code two songs from yield how about that well oh overall there were three from 10 and but right just the main set just the main, the main set, set. Mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. noticed that yeah i noticed that yeah and and absolutely nothing from binaural in nothing from they, riot act nothing, nothing from avocado from, right they crossed nothing off light from, years but yeah no, Just, nothing from the other five. That's so interesting that that's how it worked out. He's yeah. Ted's always he's always thinking about that stuff. They know right. that was on purpose. Right. Give him give him a little bit of everything. This yeah. I think I had like seven or eight songs from ten in my predicted set list. Right. I think right. I had that many. But I, I I I like how you know we didn't get. I mean, I don't like that we didn't get black. I wanted black. I, I oh. like how is black not even on this? Right. Right. Some somebody was singing that after, you know, when when walking out when walking out of the 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 you know I don't know what to call it the the beach I guess, uh, but he wasn't on the beach. It was on the boardwalk, wherever it was, and they were just I think playing black on their phone. I'm like, oh shit, we didn't get black at this show. Yeah, oh, and I we, didn't. Can think we talk about, about all the cuts? Like, my god, it would have been. You didn't get River Cross. You didn't get River Cross. You didn't get Do the Evolution. Along the Watchtower. Watchtower. Like, ugh. Even Unthought Known and Down, Down. Yeah. were, yeah. And the rumor <laughs> was they had soundchecked Satan's Bed. You know, I actually said that, oh, what song was it? It might have been Never Destination. The drum beat to ne- Never Destination ah. sounded like Satan's Bed. <laughs> and I looked back to Chris and like, Satan's Bed! Look at Satan's Bed! And then uh, ended up being Never Destination. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that would have thrown the whole thing for a loop if, oh, if no Satan's, Satan's Bed happened in the set. Jeez. No kidding, but... Back to Porch real quick, though. Yeah. What'd you think of this solo? I had never heard anything like this Porch solo before. And I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, it's just, and you know, it's, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I haven't had a chance to go back and listen to it, but this whole show, I think Mike was just on fire and that we say that all the time, but at this show, especially after all that time off for him to finally have that, these moments where yes, the gigaton songs are very Mike central like he is he is one of the stars of that record and I think he was just chomping at the bit to get out and play and just just go nuts and 
even flow. We talked about Corduroy. The the solo in Never Destination is great. Uh, just he he was. I mean, I know the the live stream I was watching was right in front of him, so we had a good view of him a lot of the time. And just watching him, you, you could just tell he was just and all of them. He just goes for all of them. Just so excited to just be there and be playing and finally get this like monkey off their backs and like oh we haven't been able to play we haven't been able to play like all that that pent up like everything from the last three years was they were able to finally let that out and it all came out through through mike and and on these solos it's just great to watch yeah i i agree like i i thought porch was taken to the next level and completely inspired and it wasn't the the same old down which is great yeah but i think one of my things with porch the last handful of years was that it wasn't that they weren't trying hard anymore it was that they had a formula that worked and they kept going with it and after a while it's like okay they closed every main set in 2018 with porch yeah that's just what they did and while that's fully okay and I think a lot of people would not complain about that. Um, it became sort of a guarantee. And this made Porch feel like it's now backed back into the unpredictable category again. And I like it, that. It inspired Ed what to, get, to get on those rafters. So, right? Yeah, it's, he's doing something right. Right? I, like, I think that's what this song should be. This song should be the song that can be unpredictable. Like even flow can sometimes be unpredictable too. Yeah, that'll be something to watch for at Ohana. Absolutely. Yep. We'll be watching for a lot of things. But one thing that won't happen in Ohana, I don't think Ed will call a choir two hours before their <laughs> sound checking and one guy that took a call in a classroom and rushed rushed on over uh to to get to 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 the to the beach. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I, that's happening. Nor I wrote Bruce down their names. Shout out to Josh, Jason, Alexander, Simone. I think there was a Michelle in there as well. But there were only four. Yeah, I think there might have been someone behind that was playing some stringed no. instrument. I couldn't tell. No, there were only four of them. Okay. Somebody's last name might have been Alexander or something like that. Maybe. But yeah, they were, they were great. I, yeah. I, I really oh, liked did that a great moment. job. But oh. however, I think a lot of people thought especially when Ed said at the end, I wouldn't do this. If, if, if he, it felt like he said he wasn't here. He might've said if they wasn't, weren't here, but yeah, I think it was that they weren't here. Yeah. Okay. I think a lot of people kind of got that hunch after he said that and, you know, kind of taking, you know, the words out of context was that, okay, this is the moment where we get the Springsteen appearance, which that doesn't happen. Right. So, uh, but again, like, I don't think it's a loss. I think it's, I, I think it's a great show regardless whether Bruce is there or not. Um, if Bruce is there, it become it, yes, it gets elevated and and it becomes a really big moment. But then it kind of, it, it doesn't become a Pearl Jam moment anymore. It becomes a Bruce moment. So I, I I like that they kept this all about Pearl Jam at this show. Yeah, and the, the, yeah. there'll be time for that later. Absolutely. So yes, the the city of Rubens was was great. Um, they scratched Rivercross, and the one thing that I tweeted out beforehand was right in front of me. 
the pump organ. That was yep. like one of the yep. first things they brought out was the pump organ. And the first thing I, I tweeted you know, in that time, and, and there's another thing I want to address in a second. I should have addressed it in the beginning. I tweeted a picture of the pump organ. I said, well, we know at least one song that we're getting from Gigaton tonight. And uh, yeah, they didn't do it. I was very surprised. Yeah, yeah that's of all the ones to cut. Like, I would have thought they, you know, River Cross would have been one of the ones that they would for sure want to play. Well, my I guess is that, that would have been cut. Yeah, my guess is that my city ruins kind of hit the emotional aspect, and they didn't need yeah. two like completely emotional songs in there to get that point oh, across. Still, would have been a huge epic moment. Of course, and I think that you know it's going to happen at one of the Johannes. Like they're not yeah. going to drag yeah. that that organ around and and not not play it somewhere. But um yeah, it it was out there. It was out on the stage. It wasn't out on the stage before the encore, but yeah. they they had brought it out. So the whole they they were deciding they were trying to get it in there. I'm sure, but they go right in my city of ruins into a live. I think Alive was the only song that I thought suffered a little bit from the uh the the pace change. I thought that it was a little a little drowsy and I think I wanted the Alive to be that electric song that everybody can really just go wild on and rock to. Um not that it was bad in any sense of the form, but uh, I I thought that it uh it, it needed another another bit of juice like like regular versions of alive do and i think that might be um them trying to translate that into the new form and and maybe not on this night figuring that out yet and maybe the next night nohana uh this weekend or or at at the encore they really will get that down i think it'll it'll come right i I, look it's the song that they cherish if not the most then then up there it gets played in that spot every night of course it's it's going to be cherished uh but i i don't think it had the same uh feel as a porch or an even flow where they they were able to translate i'll I'll save just those two because they you know you kind of relate to 10 songs but uh yeah uh you know getting alive and hearing those lyrics again is super important and the whole crowd doing the of course there is like what a big moment um i I think a lot of people needed that song and i it's a guarantee but when you get it you it's that whole idea of you know this is it this is the end of the night and uh we need to celebrate one last time and the celebration really came in rocking in the free world Uh, you know lenny k uh patty smith's guitarist and songwriting bar- partner came out and uh and and honestly shredded he shredded he was fucking great during rocking in the free world him and stone going back and forth and i have a great photo of the two of them just dueling together nice, and nice, they are yeah. just yeah they're enjoying it and they're loving it together and uh, you know, again, like Ed always wants to pay tribute to to those who paved the way before him. And, and yes, they could have brought out Patti Smith. They could have brought out uh, whoever else from earlier in the day. But like like Lenny K is probably somebody that doesn't get any recognition at all. And to oh, yeah. bring he goes back to 74, 75, like mm-hmm. he's been doing it for nearly 50 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can tell by looking at him. He he looks like he's like youthful in spirit, but man, he he he's up there like in his seventies. He's, he's seventy four, I think. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's insane. 
that's insane that that he's still doing that and rocking like that. I give him all the credit in the world. He looked great. And that and and that was the show. Like Ed kind of had like one last thing, like a, a, a thanks for being here, like in the middle of rocking in the free world, and uh, that felt really good. It, you know, it, it it was it was a full Pearl Jam show. It might have been twenty songs, and it might have felt like to some people it could have felt like, hey, well, usually they'll play ten more, and usually they'll play for this amount of more time. And and maybe in the past I would have been one of those people that would have said that. However, during this, I was more than fulfilled with what I got. I really was. And it was because of the qual the quality of what I got it and not that superseding what the quantity of it was. And I know the quantity has been such a big identity as to who Pearl Jam is live and what they bring to the live table, but I think that the quality on this night just superseded that all and and made me just forget that this is a band that had gone out there and played 30 songs because you know what i think those days are over we we had we text you and i texted about that uh you know a couple hours ago and we both said this is this is not who they are anymore and it's a changed band and we we gotta accept that and i think that if this is the way that they're presenting this for us to accept challenge accepted and fully uh, welcomed and uh, with open arms. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a great way for them to come back. Like it, it might not have been the way, you know, that we thought it was going to go down, but just, I'm, I'm sure everybody left in a good mood and everybody left like wanting more. And just you just it's it's on to the next one. You just can't wait to see him again. Like it just made me like, oh God, announce announce the tours for next year. Just announce it. Like give me give me something to look forward to. Some something where I know that I'm going to be in the same building. Right. There was not one person that wasn't smiling. And I'll yeah. speaking of which, the the smile that I'll remember the most from this show is Clarissa's, who I mentioned before, um, and she. Uh, lives from what I remember, she lives in Columbus, Ohio, but she's from Mexico originally and it being her first Pearl Jam show and her, you know, have Mexican flag on her and, you know, being like, she was not, not even five feet. And the whole entire time she was just like, I I need somebody tall. I need to be on somebody's shoulders. And during a live, she got it. And she got so many crowd shots, like from the video screen that 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 was above the band. She she was in so many of those, and you know she was waving a flag, and I got a ton of great pictures of her. And after that, she was just so happy to to have been there. And I think that you know watching that and seeing that all unfold uh, made a lot of my night. And so um, she's she's now a supporter of the podcast and, and we, we had talked about the podcast a little bit and she was like, yeah, let's pass these stickers around. Let's get them around and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope she is, uh, is, is into this community and wants to be part of this podcast community. Cause we, Great. uh, we, w- we welcome her in. She's, she's a, she's a home run hitter right there. Great. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay. What do you, what do you want to do? Like, do you, do you want to like, it's, it's almost like we really lived on four legs it without 
playing any music and I, I, I didn't feel comfortable playing music on this because it's just not, uh, no, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll wait for the, we'll wait for the bootleg and we'll, exactly. we'll do it up we'll right. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we do anything. I think we, yeah, well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to wait for the real episode whenever that comes. Okay. I think that's fair. And there have been talks that this could happen later this year, but we got to see how Ohana's go. We really yeah, do, because we'll there might be yeah. something really good from the Ohana shows that makes sense story-wise for us to talk about. So, yeah, maybe maybe if you maybe if you guys uh, ask Santa Claus really nicely, you might get one of these <laughs> later on. Santa John, Santa John Farrar. I mean, you can grow out that beard a little more, right? Hey, you got it. You got a kid now. You got to start shopping as well. You got it. That kid's got to have his first Christmas. Trust me, I know. Boy, do I know. And if I know. The grandparents that are, are buying for Christmas, I, I don't think I'll have a problem buying it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, the the not the bare minimum, but the 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 amount that is sufficient because we will be coming yeah. home with a lot of gifts on Christmas, no doubt about it. But yeah, you know, we we were originally just gonna do like a run through, but this show needed like oh, so much to talk about, and yeah. you know, we ran a little bit more than we expected, but. Hopefully you guys are into I, it. Like just such a big moment. The first show in three years, the first show that we've been able to cover, like as it's happening on the podcast and just, mm-hmm. it just could, couldn't have been a bigger moment. And they stepped up a hundred percent. And I want to thank everybody that was following along on our socials. Um, you know, I, like that was one thing that I was a little, that I, that I, I'll say that it was one thing that I wanted and I wanted kind of everybody that wasn't there to get a little bit of the piece of the experience. And we're hoping that, and we've put plans in place to hopefully get Ohana to become something like that too. So hopefully that can happen and hopefully we can get some photos and some live updates and things like that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad there were a lot of people looking in and a lot of people interested in what, what, what was going on uh, because it was important. And uh, you know, like, like we mentioned, Tom Jones, up at the top, you know, he made a lot of people's nights that, oh, that yeah. couldn't be there, that had no means of being there. Um, you know, it, it was important for a lot of people to see this show, and and Pearl Jam should have live streamed it anyway. But you know, yeah, uh, probably yeah. couldn't happen. But maybe we'll get a DVD at some point. We'll just have to see. Yeah, DVD is kind of a dead medium, so maybe we'll get a Nugs a Nugs release. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, I will take it. So, but, uh, okay. but we've, got, we've, we've got another episode coming up this week, right? We do. Yeah, we're actually doing Randall's Island. Uh, it, it's uh, it seems like that's kind of burying a big lead a little bit, but you know we're we're on such a hot. Actually, no shit, I'm wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say I because think we've already the recorded jumping the gun a little bit. We already recorded the episode for Toronto 1996 last week. Yeah. I'm already yeah. looking ahead to what we're doing this week. So yeah. Randall's Island is coming, and for everybody salivating right now that wants to hear a Randall's Island episode, you're going to get it, but you're going to get a Toronto 1996 episode first, which is a great, like, a great appetite appetizer for all this. It is, it might be one of the most perfect 1996 shows that I've ever heard in my life. I, I, I don't know if that's too much of a tease, but I, I absolutely loved it, and, and uh, just request everybody go and and check it out when it comes out on on wednesday it'll be great sounds good yeah all right show number one of four 
or maybe more, probably not more, but maybe more this year in the books. So happily able to be there and um, we'll never forget number 21. That's for damn sure. Uh, and I'm very fortunate and I know I, I mentioned specific names, but other people that, that came by and, and even people that didn't come by the ones that said that they were trying to look for us and, and, you know, it, it became too, too much of a hassle, uh, to, to find us because, you know, it was just so hard to, to get moving in that pit. Like just the fact that people wanted to be, around us during the show felt special. It felt like, you know, after three years we were doing something right that like, Hey, like, let's be, let's be with the guys that do the podcast because they, they know what they're talking about. They like, it'll be fun to kind of see their perspective of things. And, uh, I hope for, for those that were around us, and I know, uh, a shout out to Julia Feller, who came by and I had no idea was coming by. She's like, Hey, you're Randy, right? I'm like, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. I know who you are. Like it was, it was great to, to see that she was gravitated towards us from just finding us on, on Twitter and, and she's nice. a patron. So uh, yeah, it, it was great meeting her and, and a lot of the other people, even, even somebody from uh, a new Pearl Jam discord that, that Chris introduced me to uh, found, <laughs> found me and, and I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was very, very delighted to meet a lot of very good people this weekend. And hopefully those that I didn't get to meet or those that I have already met, will get to see each other very soon. And unfortunately it won't be at the Ohana's, but Hey, it might be in 2022. Let's hope. Yep. All right, guys. To be continued. To be continued. Hopefully we can do something like this. It probably won't be as in depth next week, but on Thursday this week, we're going to be doing uh, with with Anthony. Uh, we'll be doing a, a little live stream, basically kind of the same. But think about like you know sports analysis. Think about like sports analysis. It'll be more of a sports center type version of how to cover a Pearl Jam show, which should be an interesting take on it. And it'll be done through Facebook and live streams on Facebook. So if that's something you're interested in, we're also getting Dave from livefootsteps.org on onto that to give some of his stats and give that perspective. So if you're interested, check it on out and uh, it should be probably plastered over the Pearl Jam podcast community uh, Facebook page. Okay. Till the next one. We'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody. This, this may be the end. We're here not for much longer, though. We may be parting ways. I miss you already. I miss you always. And now we can see you next time. Saw, heard, done. <laughs>